Is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280. The Zone sounds the week right there, brought to you by our good friends at Davis Vision. Uh, they've got the spring LASIK sale going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today, 801-253-3080. Davis Vision. We do have jazz gear, by the way, to give away. If folks want to come down and take advantage of that, we're at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, just perusing over there, Gordon. It's nice stuff. Yeah, people I need thought to, so. People need to make it happen. How does it feel to have the very sectional you're sitting on sold right out from under you? Uh, I'm honored. <laughs> is that the one they bought? Oh, yeah, Mike. Uh, I think this is the one Mike got. Yeah. So it's, nice. you, it's a great you, deal. Clayton, I mean, Clayton's uh, really uh, so motivated. Are, are you, you going to move over to this sectional? I guess maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what the dolly shows up. <laughs> Somebody tells me to move. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's get to it. It's time for your daily assist. Austin, hit it. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated, Howard Beck. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Happy Friday, Howard. How are you? Doing well, guys. How are you? Hey, we are doing great. Um, I know we've asked you about the the play-in situation before, but uh, now we're in the the midst of the final week, Howard, and I'm still a little little torn on whether or not it should stay, but it certainly uh, made this week more interesting. Well, listen, um, among other things, we are here with three games three days of games to go tonight saturday and sunday and the top six in each conference are still not settled nobody's locked up any of of the seedings in the top six only two of the play-in slots are definitely locked in so the combination of all kinds of things including the play-in has given us i think as much suspense going into a final weekend of games as we've ever had and again that's not all the play-in uh credit but it's part of it and i think you know as we've discussed before you know we've just had now had here weeks of coming down the stretch where two third more than two-thirds of the league you know 26 teams at one point then started to, to, to ebb but most involved you know teams are still trying teams are still got something to play for and that's a good thing so and it's not just the teams that are trying to get into the play and it's the teams that are trying to avoid the play and on the other end where, you know, they're trying to get to six or, you know, trying to stay in six. And so it has created all kinds of extra drama that I think is only a good thing. And then at the end of it all next week in a few days, we'll actually see the play in games and they will feel incredibly, uh, you know, dramatic just on, by definition, because, uh, you know, the seven and eight seeds uh, or the, the, the seven, seven and eight played teams, you know, they'll play each other 
And, you know, the winner gets seventh. The loser is now in a single elimination situation. And the nine and ten teams play each other in their single elimination to begin with. So, like, all of those games are going to just have just a heightened sense of, of drama to them because it is essentially win or go home. And I, I just I don't see any downside. You know, Howard, other than what you just described there as far as the drama goes, there's also the idea, and I wanted to get your thought on this, how much do you how much do you doubt or distrust teams that have star players who have been injured over long stretches heading into the playoffs? Obviously the Lakers fit into that category, the Jazz fit into that category. Do you think these guys will be reassembled and brought in and sort of integrated in a way that they'll be able to be effective right from jump? I think it's hard. I mean, I think it's hard to go from zero to 60. I think it's hard to go from days or weeks off from injury and jump right back in and expect to be in a rhythm yourself and with your teammates and to have your conditioning. Nobody wants to go into a playoff series having just spent a bunch of time on the shelf. Um, It's... It's an issue. How much of an issue, we won't know until the playoffs actually start. But it's an issue for the Jazz. It's an issue for the Lakers. It's an issue for the Nets. Um, you know, um, probably a few others that I'm, I'm not thinking of at the moment. But it, it's, you know, it, it can play a role. I mean, Dallas has been without Porzingis for a lot of, you know, the last several weeks. And, um, you know, it, th- those, those things have an impact. Howard, the Jazz uh, made an announcement today that they're going to have 13,000 fans in the stands for the playoffs. And I'm not sure what other teams' um, plans are per se, but having more fans, could that give the Jazz a bit of a a boost, a a little more of a home court advantage? It's going to be interesting to see now that the CDC has, you know, issued new guidelines yesterday about if you're vaccinated, you can be inside without a mask and um, you know, localities everywhere just easing their restrictions, period. I don't know what that's going to mean city by city or arena by arena. Um, I don't know how big of a, of a discrepancy there might be. Are some places still going to only have like 2,000 and some have 15,000? I, I don't know. But I will say that after months of us saying, ah, there is no home court advantage, oh, you know, and this is me saying this, where I'd be saying back in March, maybe, well, seating doesn't matter. There's no fans, therefore there's no home court advantage. And the stats show it. Like, the, there has been no home court advantage really this season, or the, the least home court advantage um, maybe in the history of the league. But if fans all of a sudden back in force in the playoffs, even at three-fourths you know, capacity or somewhere in that range, that might be enough to create a home court advantage again. And maybe the playoffs will be more... Uh, you know, close to to, uh, to normalcy in that sense, and you know, as we've discussed, I think Utah already has an advantage anyway with with elevation. That if nothing else, even if there were no fans, Utah and Denver would always still have a home court advantage based on the elevation factor. Howard, the Jazz played the Warriors uh, earlier this week and got beat by them. Steph Curry uh, hit the game-winning shot. Uh, it, it, we we were in, in the preview for that. We were talking about how it's Steph and Draymond and everybody else. But in the game against the Jazz, it seems like some of those other players were uh, were elevating their games. Do you think the Warriors could be dangerous at all from the back end uh, if they are to uh, you know to uh, make uh, make the playoffs? They won't be the average eighth seed, 
that's for sure. If that's where they end up, or if maybe if they somehow, you know, they could I still think be seventh. They won't be the the, the average lower seed. Period, uh, because they have Steph and Draymond, and they do seem to be kind of getting in rhythm at, at the right time. You know, look, they're still a team that's very, very, very limited when Steph is off the court. He does have to rest, um, and even when he's on the court, if you just throw the entire defense at him, you know. And then you're daring, you know, Andrew Wiggins to beat you. I, I think I think teams will take that, you know. And some of those guys will have a good game now and then. But you know, between Wiggins and Ubre and Toscano Anderson, Toscano Anderson, and, and uh, you know, you know, Draymond's not really a scorer. Like there really is no other scoring on that team. And so Steph is dangerous, but are the Warriors dangerous at this stage with this roster? That's hard to say. I mean, if he gets hot. And gets hot just enough times. Could he? Could they pull the upset? I suppose it's conceivable. But four out of seven, given how limited the rest of the roster is, I don't think it's very likely. I was impressed uh, at times with their defense. Which what is it, Jake? Rate, ranked, rated the fifth best defense, something like the, that. Something like that. So at least they're doing that. Yeah, I mean, and then Steve Kerr set out this season to to be that kind of team. I mean, he said. You know, we're not, you know, no, understanding that they didn't have a lot of offense beyond Steph, that they were going to need to be elite defensively if they had any chance at all to make the playoffs. And to their credit, that's what they've done. And that will keep in games. But you still got to score in this league. Who is the team to beat in the Western Conference, Howard? I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I really don't. I mean, you know, if you want to say, if you want to go by record and, and say, well, the Jazz have earned that. Okay. If you want to go by record and say, well, the Suns have earned that because they're barely behind the Jazz and it's, you know, they still, I think, could actually pull out the, the best record, fine. But you know, we'll be in the playoffs for the first time in 10 years. And, you know, it's the first time for, for their entire roster other than Chris Paul and Jay Crowder. The Jazz have been in the playoffs, but they haven't been deep. Um, they're untested as, as front runners, as contenders. Um, you know, the Nuggets have the MVP the almost certain MVP, but they don't have Jamal Murray. The Lakers, we know they're a mess. The Clippers, nobody trusts the Clippers. I mean, you can you can just throw caveat after caveat on, on every one of these teams. And, you know, I, I think it's a five-way race. If the Lakers are healthy, they're probably the favorites, no matter what their record says, no matter what their seeding is. But if they're healthy, is, is not like that. that's a serious if, uh, you know. We gotta we gotta see them out on the court and functioning again. In kind of a crazy year, Howard, are you predicting to, or would you expect to see upsets in the first round of the playoffs? I don't know if I expect it. I think we shouldn't be surprised if it happens, um, because it's been this incredibly unusual season, and because the you know the the the, the teams at the top aren't proven overall. Um, you know, proven in the course of a regular season is not the same thing as being proven in the course of a postseason. And when you have low, you know, a lower seed like the Lakers that that should actually be one of the top teams in the conference, it, it opens the door to you know to an upset for sure. And you know, it'll it'll be hard to even call it an upset if the, the defending champions winning as a seven seed or eight seed. You know, is that really an upset? I mean, sure, by record it is, by by the seedings it is, but you know, they are the defending champs. 
Back east, uh, Howard, what teams are you consider considering contenders for the Eastern Conference? Is it is it a list of one, three, or longer? I think it's four. You know, everybody's focused on the Nets and the Bucks and the Sixers, rightfully, but I don't I don't think we should rule out the Heat. Um, you know, they've they've been you know playing much better over the last couple months than they were early on. Jimmy Butler's absence had a lot to do with that and then kind of getting back into, into shape after dealing with COVID. And, yeah, you know, some of their who were so great in the bubble have not been able to replicate that success consistently. But they play their butts off defensively. Jimmy Butler is just a baller and a big-time gamer. He's a guy you always know is going to come through in big games, and he's had an incredible season. And... Those three teams, the, you know, the, the other three, again, they've all got some, some caveats. You know, the Nets' big three has barely played together. They're going to play tomorrow, and it'll be, I think, the eighth game all season that they've played together. And the, and the Nets are terrible defensively. The Sixers are limited offensively in some way. They're great defensively, but offense is all about Joel Embiid. And if you can take him away, especially down the stretch, well, where do they go? Ben Simmons is not a scorer. Not not most of the time. Um, only when he plays the Jazz, I guess. Um, sorry, um, but Ben Simmons is not the guy you're, you're just going to say, "Okay, go just go get us a bucket." And so now it's now it may, maybe it's Tobias Harris. Well, how much do you trust Tobias Harris to bring you home in a tight game? Uh, the Bucks, you know, it, it's still about you know whether Giannis can deliver in the clutch, especially when defenses are designed in the playoffs to, to wall off the paint to him. And have they added enough with Drew Holiday and PJ Tucker? You know, are they are they good enough to to do it? So I think the Heat are are in the conversation. What's your evaluation of the Knicks, Howard? I mean, incredible season. Nobody saw it coming. Similar to the Suns, and you know, Julius Randle has just completely transformed his game and his image. Uh, Tom Thibodeau has, has molded an elite defense out of a group that didn't have a single real defensive player among them. I mean, except for maybe Mitchell Robinson, who's been injured for the last couple of months anyway. So it's, it's incredible what they've done. Um, but this is the start. Like this is not, you know, you don't have a breakthrough and say, okay, well, it's, that's it. They're they're They've arrived. I mean, they're not a contender yet. Um, they've got work they've, and they've, they've got to figure some things out about, you know, the rest of that supporting cast and, but they've got a ton of cap room. They've got extra draft picks. They're very well positioned. So, um, like, there's no downside for the Knicks now. You lose in the first round, fine. You lose in the second round, whatever, fine. Like, no one, there's no expectations. I mean, Knicks fans, being the exuberant fans that they are and, and also having a lot of pent-up energy after all these years of losing, I mean, sure, are they dreaming of a, of a deep playoff run? Absolutely. But, I, they, like, the Knicks have already won. <laughs> Just being where they are after all the years of misery, uh, this season's already a success no matter what else happens. Howard, I know you always have good reasons for uh, what you say and what you decide, but let me ask you, Jazz fans want to know whether you're going to vote for Rudy Gobert for Defensive Player of the Year and uh, Jordan Clarkson as Sixth Man of the Year. Gobert for Defensive Player of the Year is almost a given. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, like I haven't actually filled out the ballot yet, and I'll be one of the last to turn it in because I always am because I'm annoying that way. And it's very, very likely Gobert's top of my defensive player of the year ballot. Sixth man is complicated. Like Jordan Clarkson is by far the highest scoring sixth man. He also takes way more shots than any other sixth man in the league. 
He takes almost twice as many shots as Joe Ingles does. <laughs> and so, you know, I was on Zach Lowe's podcast a week or so ago, and we discussed Sixth Man for part of the episode, and we talked about this, and I said, you know, it's interesting. You know, Joe Ingles is putting up, like, just insanely great efficiency numbers to go with his scoring. He doesn't score as much, but he scores so incredibly efficiently. I said, but he's also on the court quite a bit with Jordan Clarkson, and Clarkson, while a, a you know, more of a volume scorer, is it possible that him just putting the ball in play so much and him being a threat and him being able to break down a defense with his ball handling, is that some is that contributing to Joe Ingles have, being able to have that great efficiency? Like is uh, you know, and, and it may be vice versa too. Maybe Joe Ingles creating the gravity that he does by being a, a great shooter is giving Clarkson some opportunities. So it's hard to figure out chicken and egg there and whether to reward the guy with the higher scoring totals or the guy with the higher efficiency on, on much few, you know, many fewer shots. And then, you know, Jalen Brunson's been a really great sixth man for Dallas. Derek Rose has been done a great job for the Knicks. Uh, Bobby Portis to some extent for the Bucks. You know, there are some other solid candidates who, you know, it's hard to, to decide, you know, whether any of those are, you know, I, I'm, I'm still mulling through, as you can tell, like I'm still thinking it all through. I'm not, completely convinced that Clarkson should be at the top in, in large part because he's he's putting up a lot of points on on you know relatively low efficiency. Howard as always thank you very much have a great weekend. Always a pleasure guys thank you. Howard Beck senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated joins us each and every Friday and think about it Gordon next time we have Howard on we will be talking about the Jazz first round matchup. We will at long last. What did you think of his uh, his uh, answer to that last question? Uh, About Jordan Clarkson. I think Jordan is – I think he put it pretty well. I think Jordan's as good a candidate um, as anybody for six-man. I don't think it should be held against him that he shoots a lot. That's his role on the team. I My impression from Howard is that he was somewhat concerned about efficiency. Okay. Also, how many guys are coming off the bench and scoring 40 points? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there have been those occasions. I mean, it, honestly, his the role that the Jazz have made for him, on well, let me put it this way. Uh, how many people said that about Lou Williams? Yeah. He was doing the same stuff. And uh, who's the other guy for the Clippers? Why am I going... Uh, well, my going blank a few years ago when the Jazz matched up against him in the playoffs, he was their sixth man. He was the sixth oh, man of the year, yeah, like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. like five yeah. times. I know who you're talking oh, about. Oh, why am I having a a senior moment here? I apologize. It's not Crawford, is it? Jamal Crawford. Yes, yeah. thank you, Gordon. Thank you very much, Jamal Crawford. Nobody ever heard anybody say, "Well, efficiency of Jamal Crawford." No, they just go, "Dude's coming in off the bench <laughs> and pouring in twenty. Get that man the award." Yeah. But Howard votes and I don't, so what do I well, know? People who, who would be Joe Ingalls voters probably are considering some of the other things. Well, that certainly is one of Joe's strengths, and I think he should be considered for the award as well. So, yeah. you know, someone's one player's strength is another's weakness. The good news for the Jazz is those two both play well together. So two players from a bench unit getting consideration for the Sixth Man of the Year award, I don't think that happens very much. I didn't ask him about Quinn Snyder. Um, well, that's pretty disrespectful to Quinn of you. No, I mean, I I just have a feeling that there might be some. You've been hard on Coach Snyder lately. What? Called him like uh, disingenuous the other. That was like yesterday. I did not. Where you said he was fibbing, and it was talking about Jordan Clarkson. 
<laughs> Come to think of it. Did I really say that? Yeah. I did not. Uh, what I what I what I meant to say here is that I wonder if he's going to get the respect he deserves uh, with other coaches grabbing some of the attention. You know? It doesn't look like it. Yeah. It seems like other people are getting the wind is blowing uh, to <laughs> Phoenix or New York on that award. Seems like it. All right, stay tuned. We'll have uh, more coming up next. But, of course, joining us now, we are live at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. We're blowing minds, people, uh, with incredible deals on furniture. Our friend Clayton jumping on with us once again. And, Clayton, uh, you're on fire today, buddy. We're having fun. But, hey, Jake, I wanted to ask you a question. All right. What What do you think about this new play-in with the, the last couple spots in the playoffs? So I'm kind of torn on it, Clayton, to be honest with you. I don't know how I feel. I, I like it that it's making this last week of the season more interesting. But if, you know, the play, NBA is a game, a series, you know. I don't like it just coming down to right. to one game or two games. Like, it's it's unfair to the 7 and 8 seed and too fair to the 9 and 10 seed. But I think it's exciting, Clayton. But, right, but it's, made, it's certainly made this week a lot yeah, better. Yeah. Yeah. It, to me, it's kind of like it's kind of like soccer, right? The whole soccer world complains about United States and having playoffs that teams toward the end of the season kind of just let their team. I, I mean, you could say like what the Lakers are doing, and you know, kind of just falling off, make that spot, and then in the playoffs you beef up, go to the finals, and win it. So to me, it's kind of like they have one foot in the door, one foot out, and, it, it, and I'm mixed feelings about it too, Jake. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, I'm torn. The Lakers are an unusual example, though, because they have those great players who were injured for so True. long. Yeah, they're a team who I believe could could put it together and make a run in the playoffs, whereas many other teams aren't quite that talented. Are you nervous about getting that one spot and then getting the Lakers? As the one seed? I'm not nervous, but I think the Jazz should be a little bit that way. Yep. Yeah. Me too, as a fan, I am. Well, we're all looking forward to it, that's for sure. Can't wait to get some playoff basketball. I think it would be a lot of fun, actually. I'd, I'd be very intrigued to see how the Jazz would handle that. Well, and think about it. You could be sitting uh, right in this sectional watching the Jazz in playoff basketball. I, and you know why? Yeah. Because it's here. You could take it home. Yeah. <laughs> It's comfort. <laughs> comfort. Look, 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 I'm telling you, Clayton, comfort is uh, – I'm built for comfort. Uh, I mean, I'm built for comfort, and I love this. It's very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, just like you guys said, you know, comfort's important, but also quality is right there with comfort. This six-piece sectional that I have, six pieces, count them, six, has three reclining pieces, Okay. And, and guess what? I have it in stock. So you can come in, you can look at it and say, hey, I love this. And I'm not going to say as a salesman, cool, yeah, let's ring me up. Oh, wait, 12 weeks, you can get it. No, 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 we're not going to play games. We've got it. You come in, and you're not going to pay what my competitors pay. Regularly, a six-piece sectional could cost you anywhere from $35.99 to, to three grand. This weekend, you come in, you mentioned the radio show, six-piece sectional, consoles, cup holders, the whole nine yards, three reclining pieces, 1998. Boom. But guess what? 
let's say you don't want the sectional, no problem. I also have the love seat set, all all leather, 100% true leather, front and back, all the sides, not just where you sit, reclining, power reclining. I'm at the set regularly, $53.99, And remember, guys, we talked about it earlier in the show. I'm going to touch base back on it now for the listeners just joining in. If you come in this weekend through Monday, I'll hold it through Monday, and you mentioned that you heard me on the radio, that's Clayton here at the warehouse, and you spend over $1,000, I'm going to give you your choice, a dining room chair, a mirror, an end table, or a nightstand for free. For your, free. Your choice. You come in, spend $1,000. Yeah, of course. And if you buy that sectional at nineteen ninety nine. That also qualifies you for the choice of the free item. You can pick up your free item, walk out the door. You're a happy camper. We're a happy camper. We have it. We have it here in stock. Come see us. We'd love to earn your business. Here through Monday, I'm going to hold on to that deal, guys. Boom. Awesome. Thank you, Clayton. We appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, guys. 1825 South, 300 West. That's where we are. It is the big show. We'll have more next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update, presented by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce? Get a powerful IT partner with Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Ring the 30-point bell. Bell, bell. All right, bottom of the hour, Jazz Update, brought to you by our friends at Syringa Networks. Big news, Mike Conley has been upgraded to probable for tonight's Jazz game against Oklahoma City. Here is Mike talking about why he's coming back for the final two games. There's no better way of, you know, getting yourself back into a rhythm and back into game shape than playing in games. Uh, you can't really mimic that in practice. You can't mimic it in two-on-two drills or three-on-three or four-court one-on-one. It's just not possible. So I think the best thing for me as far as, you know, where my hamstring is at and how it feels uh, at this moment, you know, being great uh, at, at this moment, I feel like it's perfect, perfect time for me to get, you know, some time to, to run up and down the court, get acclimated with the team again, just get you know my legs under me, conditioning, and, and use that as as almost as another step in the in the progression of you know returning to playoff ball. Jazz magic number with the Suns still remains at two, with two games left to play. Tonight's game against Oklahoma City starts at six. Pre-game coverage starting in about twenty minutes uh, at five, uh, right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and uh, 1280 The Zone. Live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Coming up in a few minutes, we'll have the Knott Sports Report at 450. 
pregame coverage will take over at uh, the top of the 5 o'clock hour, so stay tuned for that. Jazz announced today, Gordon, uh, 13,000 fans will be in the stands for uh, playoff games there at Vivint Arena. I asked Howard uh, this in the last segment. I'll ask you about it. Do, do you think that that could play into things a little bit? Maybe give the Jazz a little home court boost in the playoffs. No doubt. No doubt. I, when you – what's it been? Like 6,000, something like that? Yeah, it's been right, four, it right like around four? six, and yeah, they've sl- slowly crept up. Those those early games, they had like 1,500, something like that. That's enough to make it feel pretty full, you know? Yeah, pretty full. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good word for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty full, and a pretty full Vivint Arena is a huge advantage. As is, <laughs> I mean, the Jazz already have a nice advantage, uh, with that home record, were they thirty-one and five? Yeah, something like it. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think that is big news for the Jazz to be able to to get to that point, and hopefully everybody will be safe and smart. Well, uh, maybe we'll get around to, to asking a player this, uh, but I, I would be interesting interested to know if it's been weird going from uh, partially full arenas to empty gyms. And I don't think there's an NBA club out there that's still. Playing in front of a or playing in an empty gym, I think so, everybody's letting somebody into to one capacity or another. But don't you think that'd be weird going from playing in uh, at least in front of a few thousand fans, having that vibe to just empty? Yes, and this will give the Jazz a boost. Uh, you heard Donovan Mitchell talk about this the other day. Yeah, uh, that yeah, it lifts you up, especially at critical moments in the game. Uh, I was I was interested to hear him say that because. I think sometimes fans wonder whether they're having an effect. They want to have an effect. And I'm not really into the booing thing or trying to make somebody else feel bad, but I've always liked because I'm soft and weak. And, I know. You know. The booing backfires, though, more than it works. A lot of times it does. The Jazz you know. got eliminated from the playoffs one year because the crowd booed Darren Williams. Remember that when he was with <laughs> Dallas? That's right. And Dallas really had nothing to play for, and Darren Williams was on that team, and they booed him, and he was like, okay, well, I'm. He focused. Go out there and eliminate you for the playoffs. Yeah. So, but I I think the the positive energy really does give the home team a little more energy. And uh, didn't see that energy the other day so much. But uh, there, look, this is a team that will take every advantage it can get, and this is one. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Why else do you think the Jazz have been so uh, effective on the whole at home? I mean, they've had. Some losses there against Phoenix and Minnesota, and, and uh, you saw it the other day. Uh, so, I mean, what do you make of it? Well, they've won a lot of games, period. So they were probably going to win a lot of games at home. I don't well, know. No, but look at the road record. Yeah, they're 19 and 15. So, so what? What is the advantage if they're having? If the house hasn't been full, why is that? They like sleeping in their own beds. Is it the sight lines? Is it the way the is soft rims? What? I mean. I, 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 you know what? I don't know. I, I didn't think there would be much of a home court advantage this season. I mean, if you look at some of the records, uh, you know, maybe you could argue that that wasn't the case. Um, I bet some of the hoops that they have to jump through from like a testing standpoint and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. You know, and being I, on the road, they've been somewhat isolated and haven't been able to do what, yeah, so what maybe, players usually can do on the road. Maybe those factors have, have come into it. I mean, you know, Locke will tell you, um, uh, that the only two teams really with a home court advantage in the entire NBA are are Utah and Fe- and uh, Denver, Denver because yeah. of the because of the altitude. There is that. So, 
but but I don't know. They certainly have been good at home. Thirty-one and five yeah. is a is a great record. Yeah, I expect that to help them, and they're already tough there. But uh, now they'll be tougher. All right, coming up next, we have the Not Sports Report. Do you want to give us a, a tease on the Not Sports Report? Uh, That's a little weird. It's a little a weird, a little well, weird was, Not Sports Report I coming was, up next. Now, look, I was going to go with a tragedy that's really strange. Let's not do that. Should I just uh, ixnay on that better, one? Weird's better than tragic. Okay. All right. But that one was it's better. It's Friday. That let's, one was better, but, I, but I'm not. No, let's I won't. not do I'll, it's not too tragic on Friday. People okay. are just leaving the office, probably in a good mood. Look at the weather outside. You know, feeling pretty good. Let's let's not go to let's okay. not go to tragic. All right. And it's your last segment of the day. Even another reason <laughs> not to go with the with the tragedy. Okay, uh, but I will be listening as you guys dissect this this scintillating game, fascinating uh-huh. Oklahoma City game. Uh-huh. What did you say? They lost 22 of 23? Yeah, God, what are we going to put? Can you imagine if they beat the Jazz? They're not. Think about that. That that might be close to tragedy. They're not. They're trying to lose. (laughs) They are. They're not trying to win. Yeah, but sometimes the ball, you know, goes in the hoop. Let's see. At the beginning of this run where I said they lost 22 of 23, at the beginning of that uh, that streak, uh, guess what they lost to Phoenix by? What? 140 to 103. Then uh, the very next night played at Portland. You want to know the final of that one? Yep. One thirty-three to eighty-five. <sighs> Close. One thirty-three to eighty-five. The game after that, one thirty-two to one hundred eight, lost to Detroit. Let's see if any others of these uh, really jump out. They lost one forty-seven to one hundred nine on April fourteenth to the Warriors. Hmm. Good game for Mike Conley to come back and get back in shape. 147-109. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, gosh. Lou Dort's not playing. No, Shea just Alexander. Yeah, Alexander's out. out. I mean, anyone you've ever heard of isn't playing. Yeah. I, I, the Jazz are going to win. Do you even know uh, what the roster's going to look like for the Thunder? Have you heard? I mean, could you name those names? Or is it uh, one of those situations where even a, a basketball expert like you is a bit befuddled? There are, there are some. Uh, that that uh, honestly, I'm not all that familiar with. I mean, there's there's guys like Theo Maladon who oh, we've okay. seen, uh, oh. you know, a little bit of. Uh, who else is is uh, Darius uh, Baisley, Moses Brown? Oh, okay, yeah. Those guys. our guy uh, Tony Bradley. Locke says a guy like Moses Brown. You have to say both names. Like he's got a name that you can't just say Brown or Moses. You have to say Moses Brown. Moses Brown. Okay. So we've seen him play before. I don't know if he's good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we've seen these guys before, but uh, isn't yeah. Moses Brown real tall and kind of skinny? Yeah. Like a basketball player? Yeah. No, no. Even, Gord dis- even... just did describe the whole league. <laughs> no, no. I mean, even the exaggeration of that. Because I remember watching Moses the last time he played the Jazz. I actually played pretty played okay. <laughs> I knew you were that old. I didn't know you were that old. You remember you know, watching isn't, Moses. Isn't he the tall guy? <laughs> <laughs> tall and skinny. Shut up. Not sports report is next. 975 and no, 1280 the zone. I'm not gonna do it now. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big 
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. It is time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket, over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Check them out, LHMUsedCars.com. Before we do that, actually, let's give away some more beast tickets for tomorrow night's game against Tacoma at Smith's Ballpark, 12th color, right now. You're getting a four-pack and you're going Baseball is back, and you could be there tomorrow. Just be the 12th caller, 855-340-ZONE. Gordon, where are we going today? Going to China. I don't know if you remember this story, Jake, from uh, back a few years ago, but uh, there were a group of college students who uh, in China who found a glitch in KFC's online order platform, and that allowed them access to uh, an endless supply of fried chicken. Wheat. Now, there is the crime of the century right there. They stole $31,000 worth. Worth of fried chicken. Yeah. Now, if there were anything worth going to a Chinese prison for, it might be that. <laughs> well, that's exactly where they're going. Uh, up to 30 months Oof. in jail. Yep. Yeah, but they had a lot of good chicken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, crime doesn't pay. But anyway, they got some good food. I mean, some good eating. Yeah. If you like fried chicken. Fried chicken sounds delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I got to pick up some dinner on the way back to the arena. Maybe maybe we're going maybe we're going with the colonel tonight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fried chicken, man. Yeah, that can that can really hit the spot on the right occasions, can it? You mean any occasion, then, yes. <laughs> okay. Do you get all the fixings? Do you get all the colonels, uh, you know, mashed potatoes and the, the Yeah, I the, like all that stuff, but I, you know, I'm coming for the chicken. All right. Well, they're they're going to jail for thirty months. Wow, that's rough. Yeah, that's what I thought. That was the good news. A story that idea. Was a little weird. No, I like I liked that story. That no, is the it. other one included death, and really, I don't want to get into it. So. Yeah, that's not good. Who okay. wasn't it? The middle ball brother who went to a Chinese prison for a little while. Oh no, he never went to jail. Right, he just stole sunglasses and they wanted. <laughs> didn't they make him stay in his hotel or something? You know, we gave some advice earlier in the show. And then we started receiving advice uh, on, on uh, you know. Uh, but I've got some advice. Okay. Don't commit a crime. Well, don't commit any crime. But certainly don't commit a crime in a foreign country. Did you see? What was that movie about the guy who was, smug- who was smuggling drugs out of, was it Turkey? Midnight Express? Is that what that was called? What a nightmare. Did you see that movie? No. I think would you, uh, Johnny? Would Jake like that movie? I bet he would. Yeah, maybe. I I can tell you what. Uh, that's not a, a career I'm looking to get into. Smuggling drugs out of <laughs> Turkey. That sounds like a terrible idea for uh, a variety yeah. of really good reasons. Yeah. Well, you don't end up in a Turkish prison. No, I'll pass. Yeah. I'll I'll, uh, I'll pass on that. Yeah. But you go abroad a lot, Gordon. You breaking the law? No, never. I went to Cancun once when I was in college on spring break, and we were talking to some uh, fellow spring breakers down there, and they mentioned that uh, they had a buddy who uh, relieved himself uh, uh, in an alley, and they hadn't seen him in like six days, like because he got arrested, and they just what happened? They don't know. They didn't know. They seemed, you know, really unconcerned. Like if it were <laughs> if it were me and my friends, I'd I'd want them to be concerned. Like maybe we should find out where he is and and try to help the matter but these guys are like yeah woo, cancun we haven't seen our buddy in six days the cops got him we don't know 
I know, another round. I know, I know a guy who was approached by a certain corrupt officer uh, in a foreign country and uh, essentially was, uh, was uh, extorted. Had to pay off so he didn't end up in jail. So, anyway, be careful out there, folks, when you travel. Was this you who got extorted no, by a corrupt police? But you know who it is. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, joining us now, pregame coming up right around the corner. Joining us now, our friend Clayton. We are here at the at the warehouse. I'll be hanging out through uh, pregame here, actually. 1825 South, 300 West. The sale going on right now. Incredible. Clayton joining us once again. What's up, Clayton? How's it going, Jake? How are you guys? Hey, man, we are terrific. You know, getting ready for a jazz game. It's Friday. We're chilling at the warehouse. Doesn't get much better. Hey, well, you said it. And you know what? We... We've talked about a lot of deals today. I kind of want to bring it together, let the listener know that, you know, if you've ever thought about getting an adjustable bed, we are the store and we're the place to come. Today we have what we're calling the Mac Special, which is the Split King, so his and hers adjustable bases, head up and foot up. If you come in and buy the base regularly, $29.99, I'm at $23.99. If you come in and buy those two bases, I'm giving you two free mattresses and your choice of a TV console or a dining room table valued at $500 for free. That's the Split King. That's the Mac Special. Then we have what's called the Jake Special, which is a Solid King adjustable base head up and foot up, and if you buy that adjustable base, I'm throwing in a free mattress at $19.99. And, of course, that $19.99 price is over that $1,000, which if you come into the weekend through Monday, mention me on the radio, we're giving you a dining room chairs, mirror, end table, or nightstand if you spend more than $1,000. So if you come get the Jake special, you also can choose one of those free items to take. And, of course, we got the Gordon Monson special, which we're doing the queen head adjustable base. If you buy the base, I'm giving you a free mattress, queen size mattress, five zoned individual pocketed coiled 14 inch queen mattress for free at $8.99. Now, guess what? We have tons of those bases in stocks. So come in, see us. And like we talked about throughout the show, we also have uh, sectionals. We're doing a six-piece sectional. We have power reclining sofa and love. We've got it. Come in, save money, spend that $1,000, come choose your free gift through Monday, and we'd love to earn your business. Boom. Boom it is. Thank you, Clayton. We appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, guys. All right, you heard Clayton. Take advantage of it this weekend. These deals are unheard of. 1825 South, 300 West. Jazz Game Night pregame show gets started next here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.